slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders, fresh off a 5-4 to four win in Boston. They've now won two out of the three games on the road in this series, and they have a 3-2 to two series lead with a chance to close things out at the Old Barn Wednesday night. We are going to break down Game 5 tell you how the Islanders won it in spite of being dominated through large periods of this game, and we're going to give you a little bit of a peek ahead to Game 6 at the Coliseum, and boy, is the old barn going to be rocking. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So, wow, uh, the Islanders get the job done, a 5-4 to four win. And, you know, it may sound like the Islanders didn't get great goaltending from Simeon Varlamov, but uh, think again, 40 saves in a game in which the Islanders were outshot 44-19. to 19. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, Varlamov made a big difference. We're going to break down this game, explain how the Islanders pulled this one off and got five goals on 19 shots. And boy, uh, what an opportunistic win for the New York Islanders. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic maybe that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And we are always, or I am always, live tweeting during every Islanders game. So, the Islanders pull this one off, and we got to start with really what the major difference maker was in this game. At the end of the day, when you're outshot 44-19, to and you essentially, you know, are dominated for large swaths of the game. And you know what? The Islanders did not get a shot on goal in the last, I, I think it's the last, like, 18 minutes of the contest. After the Brock Nelson goal, I don't think they got another sniff at the net. But that wasn't the important thing. The difference in this game is that the Islanders got four power play opportunities and scored on three of them. And 
And we've talked on this show how important special teams are. And this game just showed it again. And you had power play goals by Matthew Barzal, by Kyle Palmieri, and by Jordan Eberle. And when you're three for four on the power play, and that fourth power play, by the way, that the Islanders did not score on was in the third period where it was more important to not give up a shorthanded goal and to get those two minutes off the clock than it was to score. So, you know, when it counted, when it mattered, the Islanders were actually three for three with the man advantage. And, you know, the Islanders have struggled all year during the regular season on the power play, but last night they came up big. And I think the biggest difference is how quickly they are moving the puck. You saw the quick passes, the puck movement, the uh, that that helps get the opposing players out of position. And then when a deflection comes to an Islanders player like it did, for example, on the goal uh, by, I believe it was the Palmieri power play goal, where Bailey made a pass, it got deflected, came to Palmieri, he's alone. And that is because the Bruins defenders are out of position trying to keep up with the fast-moving passes of the Islanders, and the Islanders cash in and take advantage of their opportunities with the extra attacker. Now, in the regular season, the Bruins had the second-best penalty kill in the National Hockey League. So for the Islanders to be coming up big on the road, no less, when you don't have the favorable matchups, when, you know, you don't get the Pajot line out against the perfection line, you that makes the power play even more important. And the Islanders did not waste an opportunity. So that was, I think, a huge, huge factor in this game. And then the other factor, as far as I could tell, that to me was a turning point. In the first period, the Islanders were dominated for large parts of the period. And the shots on goal were 11-7 in favor of the Bruins, but scoring chances, it was all Boston for, let's say, the first 18 minutes of that period. I mean, uh, they scored in the first minute 25. That is the fifth time in six games that Simeon Varlamov has played where he gave up a big goal in the first two, three minutes of a playoff game. But with a minute 11 left, the Islanders get their power play chance and Matthew Barzal puts the puck home on the power play goal and evens it and after that, it was like the Islanders, even though they were being outplayed, they were even, and it just changed the momentum and the complexion of the game. And I'll take it a step further. Matthew Barzal is playing the kind of hockey the Islanders need him to play right now. Barzy had a slow start to these playoffs. Last night, a goal, an assist in three shots. And you could see how confident he is skating with the puck right now. Earlier in the playoffs, he was not. He was tentative. He was, I wouldn't say timid, 
but he wasn't on his A game, and he was holding the puck too long and, and, and almost intimidated a little bit. But the last, let's say, three games especially, four games especially, Matthew Barzal is confident. He is making plays with the puck. He is being more physical without the puck, back-checking. You need, in the playoffs especially, your best players to be your best players. And right now, Matthew Barzal, who is supposed to be the Islanders' best forward, most dynamic scorer, he is getting the job done and then some, and that is a huge, huge benefit for the New York Islanders. All right, we've got more to get to. We'll talk about the goaltending. We will talk about the defense and a whole lot more, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, we know investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in just minutes. Now, there's no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion worth of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get started today. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless and intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, ordering only the parts that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Now, rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we got to give a shout out to the Islanders defense. Yeah, they gave up four goals, but when you had 44 shots against, uh, that's not a bad percentage. And quick question, who do you think led the Islanders defensemen and in fact all Islanders players in time on ice? If you guessed Scott Mayfield, you are a winner. Strong game for Mayfield, had two shots on goal, five blocked shots, and was on the ice for 24 minutes and 13 seconds. And as a unit, the Islanders' defense had four assists in this game, two by Noah Dobson, and then one each by Adam Pellick and Nick Letty. And, you know, as a team, you look at the shot chart, and I always like to look at the shot chart. So many of the Bruin shots came from behind the face-off dots. 
yeah, they had, I would say, seven, well, let's let's say seven or eight quality chances from in close, but and a lot of quality chances from elsewhere on the ice. But as far as, you know, the really good scoring chances, you know, the Islanders minimized those in relation to the 44 shots on goal that the uh, Bruins were able to get. So positionally sound overall. Now, one thing that did concern me in the third period is that the Islanders got that 5-2 to two lead very early in the period, uh, you know, a minute 59 in. So there's 18 minutes left in the game. And the Islanders really did sort of shut it down. They took their foot off the gas. They got conservative. And they basically ended up holding on for dear life to this win. And you had the goal by Pasternak on the power play. The goal by Krejci with 5 minutes and 17 seconds left. And to the Islanders' credit, they did not panic. And you saw Barry Trotz calling his timeout after that fourth Bruins goal, the, the Krejci goal, getting his team together and, and instructing them, do not keep backing up, do not retreat, make them earn it kind of a thing. And essentially, that is what the Islanders were able to do. And they held on with some great saves by Simeon Varlamov to, to, to clinch it. And Varley... Uh, Got to give credit where credit is due to him. The 40-save effort, some of them quite spectacular. And at the end of the day, uh, the one negative thing I can say about Varlamov is he's got to stop giving up those early goals. But uh, other than that, the Islanders really did come up big. And, you know, Bailey constantly raising his game in the playoffs. He had uh, a, an even-strength goal that was huge late in the second period, and then Eberly on the power play after that. And I'll tell you, Bruins fans and the Bruins coaching staff, for that matter, complaining about some of those calls, they don't really have that great of a case. Most of those calls were legit, and uh, the, the Bruins, you know, the referees missed a couple of fairly blatant calls against the Bruins as well. I think the officials called this game, you know, fairly making some mistakes for both teams. But at the end of the day, uh, you need to kill off the penalties when you when you take them. And the Bruins were not able to do that throughout this game. Brock Nelson scoring is big for the Islanders. They need Nelson to get going. Now, that was his fourth goal of the playoffs, but I believe his first in this series and the Islanders need a little more from Brock Nelson, so hopefully that goal gets him going a little bit, gets him ignited, and uh, helps him out. Meanwhile, Bavillier, again, two assists in this one. He had a rough time early in the game in his own zone, but was able to get the job done. Now, we're still waiting on Oliver Wallstrom. He did skate with the team in uh, the morning skate and the pregame warm-ups, but they stuck with Travis Zajac. Zajac, 14 minutes, 59 seconds on the ice. Had one shot on goal, one hit, one block shot. Uh, whether or not we see Wallstrom or not, you know, the longer this goes on, the more I believe that 
Uh, Barry Trotz is more comfortable playing his veteran in Travis Zajac than he is in wanting to turn to the inexperienced Oliver Wallstrom. I, I, I don't know if that is uh, the wisest move, but that's the move that the uh, coaching staff is going to make. And one other note, Kyle Palmieri continues to raise his game in the playoffs. And I think the struggles that he had, and a lot of people were talking about this on Twitter during the game last night, the struggles that Kyle Palmieri had are more or less behind him and forgotten by Islander fans because this guy right now is playing some smart hockey. He had two shots, two hits, two blocked shots, and of course the big goal uh, in this one, and was only on the ice for 12 minutes and 26 seconds. So overall, you got to be pleased with Palmieri and Zajac getting the job done. Uh, as far as hits go, the identity line doing their job once again. Casey Sasekis with three hits, Matt Martin with seven, and Cal Clutterbuck with eight. And we saw the identity line set the tone, set the atmosphere, and really kind of draw penalties in this game, and then, you know who else did a really nice job without scoring a goal, but drawing a penalty, and, and just getting under the skin of the Bruins? Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, really getting the job done on that first line, uh, and just sort of, you know, being like a little fly in the ointment against the Bruins, and that's a great sign. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a look ahead to Game 6. You know the barn is going to be rocking. Can't wait to start talking about it. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is now in full swing, and you could bet all the action on bet online. And look, we've also got your NBA playoffs, your Stanley Cup playoffs, and all your UFC and MMA action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs right here at Bet Online. Before the next puck drop, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their run in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in cherry ice, citrus, and mint flavors. Nicotine lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you could use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. 
Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. So, this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, and it's so simple, you don't even have to leave your house. Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you could spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. So it's time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and I know you're going to like this one. Uh, happy, yeah, 24th birthday to Islanders' left wing, Anthony Bavillier Beau, born June 8, 1997 in Sorel Tracy, Quebec, drafted with the 28th overall pick, first round of the Islanders back in 2015. Joined the Islanders uh, in 2017, 2000, uh, excuse me, 2016-2017, and has been with the team ever since. His best statistical season uh, over, well, you know, I guess 2019-2020, he had a career-high 39 points, 18 goals, and uh, 39 points, but 21 goals back in 2017-2018 remains his career-high. Now, obviously, the last two seasons have been cut short, but Bo raises his game in the playoffs. Last year, nine goals, 14 points in 22 playoff games. This year, four goals, 13 points in 12 playoff games. So Bo knows playoffs, and he picks up the pace in them. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. Uh, we'll go back to last year's playoffs. In the bubble, August 20th, 2020, uh, in the bubble, Islanders and the Washington Capitals. Simeon Varlamov, the Islanders goalie, of course. The Capitals going with Braden Holtby in this one. And it was Anthony Bavillier getting the Islanders on the board first, midway through the first period with Nick Dowd in the box for hooking. Bavillier, his fifth of the playoffs, from Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey at 10-19. one nothing Islanders after one in the second period. It was Anthony Bavillier striking again his sixth. Josh Bailey with the helper at 9.33. After two periods, it was Anthony Bavillier two. The Washington Capitals, nothing. In the third, both goalies played well, but the Islanders ended up putting in two empty net goals, one by Nick Letty, one by Josh Bailey. They were both unassisted. Islanders skate away with a 4 to nothing win. Two goals by Anthony Bavillier, our Islanders' birthday of the day in this one. He was a plus two. He had the game-winning goal and scored on both of his shots on goal. So, again, a very happy 24th birthday to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Anthony Bavillier, and uh, many, many happy more and hopefully a lot more hockey to come this year for the one and only Bo. So, in his post-game comments, Bruce Cassidy, head coach of the Boston Bruins, indicating that Tuka Rask was not 100%. And that that is true. I mean, Rask, it's already been announced that he, 
you know, was playing through a bit of an injury. And I think it was a wise move by Cassidy to, to go to Swayman in the third period just to give his team a chance and to give Rask a chance to rest up and be ready for game six. But, you know, uh, Cassidy making some excuses about penalty calls, about Rask. At the end of the day, your team has to get the job done on the ice. And the thing about the Islanders, they don't make excuses. They fell behind early, stuck to their game, cashed in the opportunities that they had and made the best of it. And at the end of the day, they got the job done when they needed to and earned the victory. Islanders now leading in the series 3-2 with a chance to close it out at the Old Barn on Wednesday night. And I cannot wait for this one. It is going to be Bedlam at the Nassau Coliseum. And, and you know, would you want it any other way at the end of the day? Because... Uh, these fans are completely psyched and ready to roll with this one. And this is the Islanders' big chance. This is their chance to finish this series in six and find a way to get it done. And they have to uh, do this. Look, again, this could be the last game at the Nassau Coliseum. you got to hope that it's not. A victory guarantees the Islanders at least two more games at the Old Barn, maybe more. Uh, and look, you know it's going to be Varlamov in goal. And this team, again, everybody seems to know their role. Everybody seems to do what they need to do. And I think one of the reasons that the Islanders are so effective is that nothing flusters this team. And that, in part, goes back to the fact that Barry Trotz prefers to play veterans rather than younger players. And, you know, one of the reasons is that a veteran players essentially, uh, essentially have been there, have done that, and you know, don't lose their cool, don't let their emotions get the best of them, whether it's positive or negative at the end of the day. So we shall see uh, what happens. It should be a spectacular game Wednesday night. We'll be back on tomorrow's show with a full preview of that game. We'll have the latest on Oliver Wallstrom's status and a whole lot more as we get ready for what is going to be an earth-shattering uh, crowd at the Nassau Coliseum Wednesday night. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, if the Islanders can hold on and win one of the next two games, they will make the conference final in back-to-back years for the first time since 1983 and 1984. It's all there on the table, and hopefully they can grab the brass ring. Don't forget, we have a new show every weekday. Uh, they they land a little after midnight, around 12.25 a.m., so subscribe. If you're a night owl, you could listen before going to bed, early riser. If you subscribe, it's waiting in your inbox and your podcatcher of choice before you head to work. 
Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the ride, because this is a great playoff run. And, of course, let's go Islanders.